Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 98. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Georgia May. The Australian singer-songwriter has just released her gorgeous new single, entitled Gentle. In today's episode, we're speaking with Georgia about finding balance within songwriting, climate change anxieties, and composing music for reality TV shows. Here we go. Our guest today is a pop singer-songwriter from Brisbane, Australia. After spending the last few years abroad, she's returned back to Australia to focus on her own music and has this week released her gorgeous new single, Gentle. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Georgia May. Hello. Hello, Simon. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you today? Very well. The gardening sound that was in the background just stopped, so perfect time. That's, I'm very glad to hear that. It is uh, always a more interesting experience when you've got, um, you know, landscapers, gardeners uh, foraging about outside. Yes, yes. Not in my garden, um, unfortunately, but some lucky person next door <laughs> has a beautiful garden <laughs> today. So <laughs> You don't even get the benefit of it. That doesn't seem fair. <laughs> uh, congratulations. The new single, Gentle, is out now. It is. It just came out on Monday. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's super exciting. It is a, a very exciting time. It's a gorgeous um gorgeous pop tune it is kind of I want to say classic pop in the sense of that it just is good pop songwriting if that makes sense wow well that's a compliment I mean (laughs) that's definitely what I strive for so thank you I mean yeah it's kind of a long time coming I think I think it takes a while to find your voice in pop can't just sort of start out at a tender age tender teenage age and just be writing like classy pop 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 songs it sort of takes takes a while I think <laughs> for me anyway <laughs> from what I've heard is that you've been writing for a while that you uh, started songwriting and I could have this very wrong but um started songwriting when you were believe I'm gonna say four it was <laughs> <laughs> it was four years old. I started writing as soon as I started um, playing music. So I started um, learning piano when I was four and ever since I've been on instruments, I've just naturally gravitated towards writing and making up my own little songs and that's just never really stopped since then. Do you remember initially um, 
and we might be going back a little while, but do you remember initially what that kind of desire or maybe like what the thought process was in terms of like creating at that, at that stage? I mean, not specifically when I was four, but I do <laughs> always, I, I still remember the song because I don't think my mother would ever let me forget that song. She was just <laughs> one of those proud mums. But uh, I do always remember ever since I've been playing music, um, which is really like, I don't remember not ever playing music, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, but I do always remember having um, such a visceral reaction to, uh, yeah, the way songs are written and how chords progress. And uh, I still have it to this day and I just was so obsessed with music that I just had to kind of have my own, you know, I had to have my own. And so I think that was just always, (laughs) yeah, I just had to write that's I can respect that I think that's very cool (laughs) (laughs) the the new single as we've said it's gentle um it is a classic sounding pop song and usually with that you'd think that it um it would maybe follow a classic pop trope I guess for lack of a better term in terms Mm -hmm. of that it might be like a you know like a love song uh, something like that in delving deeper into the the lyrics, it does appear that this song you've written about climate change, which is obviously quite a um, quite a weighty song subject in 2021. Right. <laughs> what was the uh, the catalyst, I guess, for sitting down and, and writing this song? Yeah, uh, you're very right. It, I think I've been very used to writing pop songs about boys <laughs> or, uh, you know, which is fine and that has its place. But um, the more I have explored uh, my life as a musician and just, you know, my life in general, the the more in, in drenched in, in um, my love for, for nature and for our environment have, I have become. And and I've sort of grown up with a very um, uh, almost like a little activist in me since I was very young growing up around nature and around, you know, appreciating um, the world as it is and watching it very quickly deteriorate over the last, you know, 20-plus years. Um, and, and then kind of, you know, on a more personal level, sitting back now and watching the Australian government, for example, not really be as gung-ho as perhaps, you know, a lot of us would like them to be in the global, um, yeah, in, on the global stage in terms of their choices around around um, carbon emissions, reducing, you know, going carbon neutral, and it's just disappointing uh, and it's scary and I think there's that low-level anxiety going on Um with everyone, I don't think anyone can really avoid it, um, that it built up to a point where I thought, you know, I'm going to, using, using music as a tool to um, get a point across is a, you know, it's a good way to, to put out a message and why not 
do it. It just got to that point where I thought, oh, there's nothing more important right now. I've got to do it. Yeah, no, that's very fair. I can 100% agree and kind of um, uh, not sympathize, empathize. I agree with with what your with what you're saying in terms of both um just any action from the the Morrison government would be nice in relation to climate anything. change um just anything at this point I agree <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. um, how do you find because sometimes it is very difficult to even if it's a song about love whatever it may be sometimes finding that balance in songwriting uh, of, you know, not wanting it to be too heavy on this or, like, too light or fluffy on this. Mm-hmm. Writing about climate change, I can imagine, is like a whole different kind of kettle of fish. How did you find that balance of wanting to, you know, be succinct in saying that you're concerned and conveying that anxiety but also not having, you know, a three-and-a-half-minute pop song of um, <laughs> just of anxious thoughts? Exactly. It was challenging. It's actually the most challenging song I've ever written. Uh, usually if I'm, if I've got the motivation going, I can pump out a song in like an hour and I feel really, you know, I'm like, it's flowing and I'm in the, it, I'm in the flow and it's great. And it's like heavy on my emotion and it's just easy to write. But this one, I just felt like one, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself because it's such a massively big topic that I didn't want to say the wrong thing. I didn't want to um, come across as too preachy. I didn't want to come across too pressing because at the end of the day, I want it to be a song that people enjoy listening to. Um, So I kind of overthought everything and it took a long time to write. And and for years, I think I was sort of building up to, I wanted to write a song about how I felt about climate change, but I was too afraid to. It's just it's such a big topic that I didn't want to kind of, I was too scared to get into it. But um, eventually over time I kind of settled on on a, a standpoint that felt like it, it, it was sort of this sweet spot between fun and, you know, uh, a boppy tune but also um, really highlighting my more personal intimate relationship with with the earth and then how I feel personally as just a woman in the world um, rather than kind of attacking it from from this really sort of overwhelmingly massive viewpoint of like, you know, the world's going to burn and we're all going to die. Like, you know, I tried to just make it a little bit more personal to me. So, yeah. But it was tricky. It was the most challenging song I've ever written. I think you did a very good job with it uh, in terms of, yeah, finding that uh, finding that line and it can be. Uh, we've had one or two people who have written about climate change on the show previously and not mm. to discredit any of their work, but it um, it does seem like it is a, it's a difficult piece to tackle <laughs> in the That's best right. way to put it. That it is. And, and I think my main thing as well was uh, I wanted, it was like, Really, I wanted to write a protest song, but for it not to be a protest song. So that was kind of my, that was the challenge for me. That's very cool. No, I can understand that. <laughs> the um, the song is the, to my understanding, the first taste of, I think, a future EP that we might have out at some point. Um, what can people expect of the EP? <laughs> It's again, this has been a long time coming. I've never released a body of work under my name. So um, I'm so excited to finally have 
something that is actually more than a single and it tells a story. Um, yeah. I'm sort of, it, for me, it's like opening a book and you've got different chapters in the book and, um, I just think that's so fun and exciting as a listener and, or as a reader when I'm listening to stories or reading books, you get to sort of see a bit more of the picture. And yeah, I just can't wait to put that out into the world. It's very exciting. We do look forward to it when it does, um, does come out. You have, uh, to my understanding, had quite a, like a life within music and within the industry already. Um, I know that this is like the first kind of release under your own name in terms of like uh, an artist, but you were previously working, I believe in Los Angeles, writing music um, with and for Warner Brothers, if I've got this correct. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. I was, so the job that I ended up leaving because of COVID while I was over there was um, music editor. So I was doing assistant music editing. So any, all sorts of things. It's kind of like working with the composer of the film, director of the film, and making that work. Um, and before that, I was doing a lot of sound editing. So I was working at Skywalker Sound in San Francisco, doing um, things with effects and dialogue. And um, yeah, it, that that was kind of where I went from university after graduating was post production in film, TV. Um, I did write music for a good chunk of years for reality TV. So uh, working for a couple of different networks over there doing some just life-changing reality TV shows, <laughs> which was really <laughs> fun and good to kind of get me on my, I don't know, it, it definitely helped build up my writing chops, chops because you're sort of um, under a lot of pressure to get something out quickly. And so that was a really cool experience. Um, so yeah, I kind of have come from this post-production world with film and TV and, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, I, I, I'm, I'm really just obsessed with storytelling. That's kind of my, my thing. And, (laughs) uh, music is, is, yeah, it doesn't get any better than that me to be able to tell a story not just with your words with the lyrics but with this magical ethereal thing that is music but I mean sometimes it's just yeah it's just inexplainable I imagine that it's such a different kind of um obviously creating composing writing music is um it's kind of one thing, but then to be given a directive of that, like not that it, you know, it has to be a three-minute pop song, whatever, that it's, um, I think one of the, in my research, that it might have been Keeping Up With The Kardashians was mm-hmm. one of the shows that you worked with, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. When they... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Approach you to say we need music for this or like how does your technique change in going, okay, cool, I've got 15 seconds to convey whatever I'm not sure what the emotion might have been on that certain episode but yeah. yeah what is it um yeah well I remember the first track I ever did for the company that I ended up working for was we were just testing they were kind of testing me out to see what what was what I was all about and they got me in the studio and they said we've got this track to do for Kardashians and it's for a breakup montage scene of someone was breaking up with someone it was very dramatic and uh and they sent me a track and they just wanted me to top line it and so and they sent it to me the night before we got into the studio so I spent like way too long trying to impress them by you know (laughs) writing these (laughs) very uh dramatic heartbreaking lyrics um and then got in the studio the next day and recorded it and yeah, and that was sort of then that they were like, cool, yep, no, that did the trick. <laughs> but, yeah, it's um, I guess I'm the type of person that's always been uh, – I've worked with a lot of different musicians ever since I started making music and worked with a lot of different people in music and I, I, I do think – yeah, I think maybe I have a knack for um, – being adaptable or flexible when it comes to writing and I enjoy that Mm -hmm. I think I enjoy the challenge of um being told to do something um and having to deliver I think that's kind of exciting and and especially if it's not something you necessarily do yourself like music that I would write as me as Georgia May um and then I think the the other thing is you're serving it's it's serving a different purpose. So it's not just something to be listened to. It's serving the the, um, the drama of a TV show. <laughs> and you know, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's fun, and it, yeah, I think as an artist, any opportunity you get to to be able to put something that you create out there is 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 worth it. It's exciting, and so yeah. That's, it, it has been a cool part of my my journey so far, I think. But at the end of the day, you can't get any better than writing music for yourself. <laughs> my, my, I'm at my happiest when I'm writing my own music. Of course, yeah. Did, did you find anything from that, uh, those experiences, both in, um, in reality TV and at, um, in San Fran, that you've now been able to apply to, to your music and the way that you approach I guess even if we're just talking about like the emotion of your music, whether it's a, a trick here or there that might have been now applicable to to your songwriting. 
honestly, I think the thing that I've learned the most is to do exactly the opposite of what you do when you're writing for someone else. You have to, yeah. uh, you, and I, and I think when I was younger, I approached my own music like I was writing it for someone else as well. And, and I can hear now the, the, I, I, yeah, I find it really hard to listen to old music of mine because I just, uh, I think what I've learned from, <laughs> from those experiences is to, when you're writing for yourself, you really have to write from the heart and not, not be thinking about trying to please anyone um, because you're going to come up, you're going to, the end result's going to be this sort of, you know, inauthentic product. And at the end of the day, we want authenticity. And I think, you know, I do when I listen to artists and, and I think audiences just want authenticity. And so being able to be comfortable with myself um, and, really right from the heart was a long process for me because maybe it was, I don't know, maybe it was um, that process was lengthened because of the work I did for other people and I was so used to pleasing the client or, you know, pleasing other people that maybe it took longer for me to find my true sort of, you know, being comfortable with myself. But, yeah, that's that's – the most important thing I think that I've learned is just to listen to, to what is really deep inside of me. That's a very, it's a very strong lesson to have learned. Mm. And it's obviously um, one that I feel is working for you. With the release of Gent, <laughs> with the release of Gentle Now and as we discussed the EP, can we, um, hopefully come summer with how things are going in the country and, you know, borders, everything else. Can we expect to see um, some live shows from yourself? Absolutely. At this stage next year is really, I mean, it's not feasible planning anything for this year, but absolutely performing is, you know, on par is my favourite thing to do. It's writing. So, um, yeah, I'm itching. I'm itching to get on stage, especially with this new music. (laughs) <laughs> will we have a solo kind of um i guess setup for for the live show or are you looking at more of a, a full band or what, what can we expect from some of those shows when they do happen a full band is the dream um uh i've done the solo thing a lot and it would sort of be me kind of doing a thousand things at once. I'd have like a keyboard and a guitar and a Ableton push and I'd be singing and then I'd be looping things and it was just a hot mess on stage. So uh, I, I'd love to sort of steer away from that for a while and and have some amazing musicians on stage with me and, yeah, kind of relax into it a bit. That'll be very exciting. Uh, hopefully looking forward to those shows. Um, Georgia, usually we would ask our guests what they're currently listening to, if there's anything um, on your record player or streaming service, whichever one you choose to use. Um, yeah, what are you currently listening to? Oh, it's so mixed. Uh, I'm listening to some Jeff Buckley. I'm listening to some Nairi, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um uh, N-G-A-R-I-E. Um, her, oh, new, her latest album yeah. is incredible and all of her stuff is incredible. Um, so listening to 
I, I usually don't go a day without listening to Radiohead at some point. That's just, I just <laughs> accepted that part of my life <laughs> now. Um, yeah, and to be honest, I mean, yeah, I, I don't even, I don't know if this is, you know, great to, well, no, he's a great musician. I'm, I'm obsessed with John Mayer's latest album, so I think it's a piece of art and, uh yeah, is that you too? Is that a yes from you? I was going to point. I'm not sure if you can see the record just behind me, but oh that gosh. is the. Um, yes. Oh, thank you. Good. Yes. I feel validated. <laughs> Tame Impala. Current Currents is just one of the. I mean, yeah. So yeah, I'm. I really do go back to the classics. I think is sort of. I do find myself there, and then some days I kind of go on a weird, weird tangent. I listen to Grimes a lot at the moment. She's. She's a big inspiration for me in lots of different ways. It varies. That's that's very cool. I um, especially with Grimes as well, because I feel that she's covered quite a lot of musical ground within her uh, three or four albums that she's put out. Do you think that you could see yourself with having kind of like such a varied listening um, uh, taste? Mm. <laughs> Do you think that you could see yourself kind of maybe trying out some of those different sonic palettes at a different point, maybe like a George May Radiohead-esque album or John Mayer-esque album or Grimes-esque album. Look, I hope so. I think, um, yeah, there's no, the, 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 the possibilities are endless and, and yeah, I think, yes, absolutely. I think like Elliot Smith is someone who I also look up to a lot and, even within his work, you just go, wow, you know, you, it, it, it just people that show different parts of their soul, I think are so interesting. Um, and I would hope that, you know, I have the ability to show different parts of my soul in the future, yes. That's very cool. Uh, along with the EP, we do look forward to uh, possibly what comes after that and then um, we'll see which of those possible roads you might yeah, go down. Yeah, <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> Um, Georgia, thank you again for coming onto the podcast today and congratulations again on Gentle. Thank you so much for having me. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Georgia May for her time. Gentle is out now and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to stream Georgia's music. We also want to give a huge shout out to Anastasia at Sony Music Australia for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes, where you'll be able to listen to all of our guests' picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning, with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.